It's an honor to be here. I really appreciate Pastor Joe and Miss Barbara for, for giving me this opportunity. I remember the first time that we came to New Beginnings. Uh, me and my, my husband and my two children, we were desperate looking for a, a church family to be in. And I remember my husband came home one day and he said, um, we, we need to start a New Beginnings. And I was like, yeah, we need to start a New Beginnings. He said, no, 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 we need to go to New Beginnings. A New Beginnings church. So we walk here and I remember I walk in and the service started, and we started praise and worship, and I was worshiping the Lord, and right there, I felt in my heart, this is home. This is home for my family. And we have been here since that day, and we love it. We are so glad that, we, that the Lord directed our steps to come here. This is a blessing to be in this place. So thank you, Pastor Joe and Miss Barbara. So as Pastor Tom said, um, I have a ministry called Move the Earth. Move the Earth is, uh, is, exists to lift up the church up in prayer and, lift up, and build up the believer in faith. And so Move the Earth is a ministry that is um, prayer and intercession. And that's what I'm all about, Pray, praying and interceding for one another, interceding for the church, interceding for this nation. That's what I am all about. Okay, so let me, let me pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. You are here with us, God. You never abandon us. You never leave us, God. You are so good to us, and we thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for ministering to our hearts, Father. Thank you for this opportunity, God. I am your vassal, God. I pray that you anoint me, anoint my lips, God, my mind, my eyes. God, I thank you that you are the one who used your people. So, Father, I thank you for ministering the heart of every person that is here today. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak, to touch. I thank you, Father, for what you are about to do here today. That the, way, the same way you deliver me, you deliver in your people. You are a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible for you. You are so good, God. And Father, you are sitting in the throne. And Father, thank you that no situation is bigger than you. You are good. You are big. You are Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. You are everything, God. We thank you for all of that. We give you the glory and the honor. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I submit to you. I resist the enemy, and he must flee from us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I'm the author of I Am Real. As God has been real to me, I want to be real to you through this book. This book is a collection of all my testimonies, my experiences with the Lord, from when he um, brought my son back to life when he was dead in my womb, to how God teach me how to be a wife, how to do ministry, uh, marriage the way God intended, being submissive, respecting and honoring my husband, to many, many other stories that you can read there. So today, I just felt in my heart when I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to speak in your beginnings? And very clear, I heard the Lord say in chapter four. So I wanted to speak to you today a, a, a story in my book, chapter four, and I call it my most difficult experience. In John 16, 33, 
It says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So years ago, I deal with the spirit of fear, fear of death, panic attacks, anxiety, depression, and a physical sickness. I was 88 pounds. You know, fear made me live in denial. You know, like it was, it was there, but I was afraid to face it. I couldn't face it. I didn't know how to face it. You know, and fear silenced me. Because that's what the enemy does. He silences us. When, when you're dealing with fear, it's something that you cannot talk about it. Fear do that to you. So fear silenced me. It was something that I kept it as a secret. You know, I was dealing with this. I know it was there, but I ignore it. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. It was something I couldn't deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. It was like dying in the inside, but smiling in the outside. You know, like no one knew I was dealing with that inside. And I believe that right now here we have some people that are dealing with this. So number one warning, you need to pay attention to these little signals. And those are the things that manifestation of fear that I had it years ago, before even the enemy really attacked me with fear, I was having this little manifestation of fear. And I would ignore it because I was so afraid to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I remember my husband would ask me, are you gonna go buy groceries today? And I'll be like, um, no, I wait for you. When you come back from work, we can go together. Why? Because in my mind, I was thinking, oh my, oh my God, if I get in the car and I drive to the store, what if I have an accident? Oh my God, what if, what if? You know, and I, in my mind, I will even see the accident happening. And what if I die in the accident? What if, oh, they're going to call my husband and my husband kind of drive, come here. And who can I take care of my children? And I was like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. So I had a car, I had a license, but I couldn't go to the store by myself. I was afraid to even do that, but I ignored that. And it happened often and often with many different things. I remember I would think on summertime, I would think tomorrow I'm gonna bring my kid to the beach. We kinda go, have fun. I would prepare for that. I would make the, the soaps, have the, the juice, the snacks, everything for my kid so we can go have fun. In the morning, early in the morning, I go have fun with my kid and the beach. You know, I would have the blanket, have the children, the toy, perfect social media picture, you know? And I would have everything ready and get the umbrella out, my chair, sit down, and looking at the waves, and suddenly, this thing would come, and I would begin to think, oh my God, what if right now a tsunami happened? <laughs> oh my gosh, what I would do? What I would do? How I'm gonna grab my kids and everything? Oh, I just gonna leave everything, grab the kids and go, wrong in the car. What if the tsunami come and get me and my kid? Oh my God. And I look around and people will be sitting down, enjoying their snacks, enjoying the sun, and me like, oh my gosh, a tsunami coming and no one is moving. What do I do? I will grab my children, grab everything, and go home. Eat our snacks and our table because of fear. 
And so I know that many of you are dealing with these things, if no one, but that's what fear do to you. And you know, I know exactly the time that the enemy planted this seed in my mind. I remember I was a little girl and I had a, a wonderful family. My mom and my dad, they had a wonderful marriage. I remember my, my dad would come home and he would play, play King, King Kong. So he would walk in the house, King Kong is here. Grab my mom, put him top, and I'll remember, I would grab him from his leg, trying like, I'm killing King Kong, let my mom go. You know, and I remember all those things. But they didn't have their marriage built on the rock. So I remember one night I wake up as a little girl, I heard my parents fighting. And I came running to the living room and I saw my dad leaving the door, my mom shut the door and she looked at me and my, my brothers and my sister and she said, your dad is gone and he will never come back. That day, I began to think, oh my gosh, what can happen to us? Who can take care of us? Who can take care of me? Oh my God, I felt like my security is gone. What can I do now? What can happen to us? My dad is gone. And I remember I grew up and I grew up quick because it was a lot of things I needed to deal with and there was things that only adults could deal with. So when I was 16 or 17, I was desperate for answers. I needed to know my future. You know what I did? I went to a psychic. And this woman, she gave me three major things that was gonna happen in my, house, in my life. The two first things, they were great, but the third one, it was not. But I gladly accept it. As long as the two first ones are wonderful, that's all I care. Who cares the third one? Maybe it happened when I'm old, who cares? So those things happen when we mess around with this stuff. The devil knows the seeds that he can plant in your life because he knows in the future, he can use those things. He doesn't care if it takes a long time, if it takes years to use his seed. As long as he knows you're entertaining those thoughts, you're watering that seed, he's fine with that. He's happy, it doesn't matter what. He play, I play and play and play his game. I play like I was playing a game with him in my mind, by myself. It was like playing chess. I would move one piece, he would move another one. I would move one piece, he would move another one. I thought I was in control. I thought I got this in control. And then, until one day, I felt checkmate by the devil. You know, the devil is a bully. He abuses the innocent, the ignorant, and he abuses us when we are weak. Like example, years later, I lost five members of my family in less than three years, five. I was afraid the manifestation of this fear became bigger just with that. I was afraid to answer the phone. And if I was seeing the phone, there was my family, I would shake, I would like, oh no, because I thought another person died. And then the devil started playing that game in my mind and he began to tell me, you are next. You're gonna die next. And I guess what? I began to believe him. I thought I was gonna die. I was afraid. I was afraid of, of spirit, of fear of death. I began to think the devil, I didn't even know it was the devil. I thought it was God telling me, you, you are next. You're down here on the earth. 
You're going to die. And so, you know, the devil, he planted those seeds in my life from years before, and he had a plan, and he knew as long as I keep it quiet and keep playing that game in my mind, he knew eventually one day, check mine. And so he knew that it's a, a specific moment. That was a specific moment for him to use the seed with the intention to destroy me. And you know, this got so bad because fear is something that you feel it. It's like, it's like you can be happy, enjoying life, and suddenly it will come right upon you. Your mind, the, the, the tormented thoughts in your mind, you can't even control it. That's how fear is. I don't know if you ever deal with fear, but fear is, is something you can, you, it doesn't let you think right. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how super spiritual you are. It doesn't matter what position, what education you have. It doesn't matter. He will come and he will print those thoughts in your mind and that will control you. It, it, it torment you. So I remember having this fear and having all this manifestation and depression and anxiety. I remember um, I would feel like I was having a heart attack. And I would put my children in the car and drive around my neighborhood thinking, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm dying from a heart attack. Oh, my God, what do I do? I would call my husband on the phone and say, pray for me. Please pray for me right now. Pray for me. I'm dying. I'm dying. That was, that's fear. Fear do that to you. And so, you know, I remember one specific time. The devil is a liar. And he will do everything possible to make it look like it's real. So I remember one time, it was on Saturday, and I need a pair of shoes to go to church the next Sunday, the next day. And so I went and got me a pair of shoes, so I came home. And when I came home with my pair of shoes all happy, my family were watching a movie. Guess what movie they were watching? Christmas shoes. Mm -hmm. That movie is about a little boy who went and bought a pair of shoes for his mama who is sick in bed, dying. And he want this mama to go meet Jesus with that pair of shoes. I almost had it for real, a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. And I, right there I thought, this is a confirmation. I'm dying. That's it, I'm dying. This is, this is real. I'm, di I'm dying. So I remember I kissed my husband, and I ran to my room, and I was, my heart was pounding. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I wish I never bought these shoes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, this is real. I'm dying after my brother died in a car accident. Now it's me. It's my turn. I'm dying. I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Oh, gosh. You know, it's... That's how fear, fear, the devil is a liar. And he played his game very well. And so then our anniversary, our wedding anniversary came. And I remember we decided to go and celebrate. And so we went to celebrate our anniversary. And for a moment, Sean left me alone. And at that moment, all the fun, everything was gone. It just came. And I heard a voice that said, enjoy it. This is the last time. I'm telling you, you maybe think I was going crazy, and maybe I was. But I was hearing voices. 
I, could, I couldn't help it. My thoughts, my mind was, I was losing my mind with this. And so at that moment, I was like, oh, forget this. I better go home. I better go home. And I was like, when Sean come back, I said, can we go home? Please, let's go home. I don't want no more. I, I don't want to be here. Let's just go home. And I felt like I wanted to go to my dark room and stare at my window, thinking of my funeral. I wanted to go back home. I was so like, so afraid of, oh God, this is happening. I better go home. So you know what? One thing I can tell you is this. It helped me, and I want to help you. Whoever is here dealing with these things, the first thing you need to do is tell somebody. Don't play the game of the devil alone. Tell somebody. I remember that day, Sean looks at me and he said, what is going on? And I was afraid to tell him what I was dealing with. I was afraid to even talk to somebody. You know how we fake it sometimes? We just smile and laugh like everything is good, but inside we're dying. Inside we're going through things in life and we just cannot share it with anybody. And so you know what, that day, I remember I looked at Sean and I was bold enough to say, I'm gonna die. Sean looked at me and he said, what? He maybe thought, do you went to a doctor behind my back and he give you bad news? What? And I'm like, no, I know I'm gonna die. I, I just know it, I, I just know. He's like, what are you talking about? And then I began to confess my husband where I was going through and he prayed for me. And then I felt a little bit better and we had it fun, we had a good time, we celebrated our anniversary and everything was good. But, you know, you don't have to be afraid of fear. Tell somebody. You have to tell somebody. I remember the next person I told it was a lady from my church. That lady, you know those people that you see in church the day, you know this person is carrying the glory of God. So this lady, I remember all the time I see her, I was like, oh my God, something about this lady. You can see that she spent time with God. You can see that she knows her God. So I went to her and I said, I want to talk to you. And I told her what I was going through, what, what I was dealing with. And she gave me a list of scriptures. And she said, meditate on these scriptures, confess these scriptures, this gonna help you. So you know what, I, I did, but out of all those scriptures, I remember 1 Corinthians 2:16, For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And then it's one scripture that stuck with me. And it was James 4, 7. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I remember that scripture stuck with me. And I will be feeling this fear and I will repeat it in my mind. And repeat it. Submit yourself to God. Resist the enemy. And he must flee from you. I began to just repeat in that scripture. And you know, sometimes... You don't need the whole list of scriptures. You just need one. And just confess the scripture and just repeat it and just, just memorize the scripture. And you know what? That's why I did. And it helped me. But you know, after that, I had three visitations. And I wanted to talk about those three visitations to you. I remember one day, one of my friends from church, from church, she came to my house and 
That day when she came, I was so sick. I was in bed. I was not feeling well physically, emotionally. And I remember she asked my husband permission to come to my room to see me. So she came in my room and she sat in my bed and she said, Glennis, you kind of think this is weird. But she said, well, I gotta do this. She said, please get up from your bed and sit in my lap. And I was like, what? <laughs> but you see, you have to obey God. Like the blind man, Jesus put mud and said, go wash. What did she say? Forget you. He obeyed God. He obeyed Jesus. He went and did it, and he got his miracle. So I get up from my bed, and I sat in his lap, in her lap, and she grabbed me, and she began to rock me. And I remember she began to rebuke the spirit of rejection from my childhood. She began to rebuke the pain, insecurity, the fear from my childhood. She prayed for me, she spoke the word over me, and she left. You know, thank God for that woman. And I always tell people, when you read my book, don't just see my obedience. Look at the obedience of those that God used to deliver me. You know how many times God will speak to you, go and pray for this person. When God speaks to you to go pray for somebody, go and pray for somebody. It don't matter what time it is, it don't matter where it is, it don't matter how the weather looks like, you better obey God. Because you never know what God's about to do with you to use you, to rescue a life. You just never know. You just never know what God, you know one time I remember God told me to bring a hand soap here at the church. And I was like, a hand soap? I love Bath and Body. So I brought my hand soap. And then God said to me, there is a lady sitting in that side, blah, blah, blah. And he showed me at the end of the service. And I went with a hand soap. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. What is she gonna say? But you know what, I learned. I learned that when God said do, you do it. You have to. You ha we are here on this earth. We are Christians for a reason. We are the light of this world, the salt of this earth. We need to do our job. So I remember I walked to this lady. Her husband was a natural here. And I said, hey, um, God told me to bring you this. And he said to tell you that he cares for you. She went crazy. She couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, what's going on? And her husband passed by and looked at her and goes, honey, did she just give you that? Yes. Oh my God, and they both went crazy. I said, what's going on? And then she began to tell me. She said, you know, I live with my mother-in-law. Right before I came here, we got in a fight only because I told her that we have no hand soap in the bathroom. <laughs> you have to obey God. You have to do what he said. I mean, you never know what his plans are. And you know, you maybe think, oh, you know, they look good, they, they fine, why don't kind of go? You just never know. You just never know. You could see me smiling, but inside I was dying, okay? I was fighting a battle that I thought I was dying. I was leaving my family and my husband, thinking I'm down here on earth. But because the obedience of people like this woman, God rescued me. And then my second visitation, another lady from the church. 
She came out of my house. I was by myself in the house. She knocked, I opened the door, and she came inside singing in the spirit. She was just singing in the spirit. Then she looks at me and she said, give me a bucket and a towel. I gave it to her and she washed my feet. While she was washing my feet, she was singing in the spirit. And she was declaring the word of God over my life. If God told you, go wash feet, you go wash feet. It doesn't matter what God asks you to do, you have to do it. Because you never know what he has plans, what is he's doing. You just never know. So you know what? God wants to use us with each other. God wants to use us. You may be going through, you're not going through this right now, but maybe someone that you know. And maybe God wants to use you to rescue that person, to bring that person back. You just never know. So my third visitation, that was my best friend. That is my best friend, Jesus. I was in my room, sewing a button in my husband's shirt, and the needle fell in my carpet floor. And I began to look for that needle. Oh my God, where it is? Where is the needle? And I got so scared because my children would walk in the carpet with bare feet. And I was like, oh my God, where is this needle? And it just came to me. And I stopped. And listen careful. I didn't say, Jesus, can you? Because I know he can. So I say, Jesus, please put that needle in my hand. And I believe it in my heart. And the minute I say that, I automatically close my eyes really tight because I knew I'm not allowed to see him. And I started feeling his walking. I could hear his steps in my carpet. And I was like, oh my God, what I'm about to experience is crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ is right here, right now. And he walks and he came in this side, grabbed my arm and we both bent over and I grabbed the needle. And he whispered in my ear, the same thing will happen in your health if you believe. You know, I throw myself on the floor and I began to cry and cry. I was like, God, you are so amazing. Jesus, you are so real. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I want the world to know how real you are. I can't believe you came here. You were here and you touched my arm. God, this is so amazing. He is real, people. He's there for us. And he wants you to know him for who he is. He wanted to help you, to bless you, to take care of you. He doesn't want us suffering the way I was suffering. He came in my room. And you know, that day, I remember that night when my husband came from work, I said, I grabbed my Bible and I said, I'm going to the basement. Please, no one bothers me. I remember that day I thought, today, it will be the day of my death or the day of my freedom. But I knew in my heart, I can't no more. So I went in my basement and I threw myself on the floor and I began to cry. God, please help me. 
God, if I'm going to die, let it be tonight. Let it be today, God. But I can't live one more day like this. I can't be suffering like that. God, please help me. And I remember hearing a voice in my back. And it was a reclining chair that my husband had in the basement where he prayed every day. And I heard, come to your father. Come to me. You're running miles away from me. Come. Come to your father. And you know, if we read Matthew 11, 28 30, to 30, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my joke on you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my joke is easy to bear, and my load is not hard to carry. Instead of running to God, I was running away from God. But he said, come to me, come to your father. I remember I grabbed my Bible, I get up, and I went and I sat in that chair. And I felt as if I sat in my father's lap. And I felt his arms hugging me. I opened up the Bible, and the pages was moving and moving like a wind just came and was just going so fast. And it stopped right in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and of a sound mind. Right there at that moment, I knew what I needed to do. I knew what God wanted me to do at that moment. And I get up from there, and I face Satan. And I say, if it's not God giving me that spirit of fear, then who? It's you, Satan. You are the one. You are a thief, a liar. You came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so I can have life and more abundantly. So in the name of Jesus, I command you to take your hands away from me. Go away from me, Satan. You are a liar. And at that moment, at that moment, I felt it. I came for my day. Today is my day of freedom. And that's what God wanted to do with us, to release us from pain, from fear, from anxiety, depression. He wanted to release us from that. He doesn't want us to be carrying those things because he did in the cross. He wants us to be free. He paid the price for our freedom. And the devil is a liar. He wants us to walk like he didn't pay it, like it was in vain that he paid for that. But we have to do it. You have to face it. You know one thing I learned that day? And listen, I'm not going to stand here and tell you, oh, it went away and it never come back. It come back. Because the Bible says in Matthew 12, 43 to 45, when a demon come out of a person, it goes and finds seven bigger and come back and it find the house clean and, and empty. He, the it comes and it stays there, and the person gets worse. But you know what? He doesn't find my house clean and empty anymore. He maybe did before, but I learned. So, you know, I learned that God gave me a weapon. 
but he didn't give me that weapon to hang in my wall. Look at how beautiful. He gave me that weapon so I can carry it with me. Sharpen every day, every day. Sleep with it, eat with it, walk with it. And when the devil come, you fight with it. Amen. That weapon, that weapon is the word of God. That's your weapon. And I believe that today God want to speak to you. Intimacy with him. It's time. We need to go back. You need to sharpen your weapon. Get it ready. So when he comes, come on, devil. I know who I am in Christ. You are a liar and a thief. I am a child of the most high. He didn't give me the spirit of fear. You begin to fight. So I just want to invite you. I believe that that third visitation is here today. Jesus is here. So I want to invite you. Come to the altar. Let's worship him. Allow him to just love on you. Allow him to speak to you, to give you instructions. So I don't know if you're dealing with fear, or maybe you're thinking, I'm not dealing with fear. You know, fear knows how to hide. Why do you think you're controlling your marriage? Why do you think you're controlling your children, your finances? Maybe fear. You may be not dealing with fear like I deal with. But God wanted today, he wanted to release you. He wanted to give you freedom. So I want to invite you, if you want to come here and just let's worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You can stand up and worship him. You want to please on this? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. God, thank you. You are so good, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, God. Minister to our hearts today, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.